I've got to know, is owning a business with your BFF all it's cracked up to be? During this episode of Cruise Through HTX, a podcast that shares the stories of the businesses, organizations, and individuals that make the greater Houston area great, I'm talking with Monica and Charity, owners of Geronimo Adventure Park in North Houston. They discuss their experience of owning a business together as best friends. They share their friendship and shared passion for outdoor activities and what led them to start an adventure park to begin with. The park offers zip lining as its main attraction, plus axe throwing. Doesn't that sound fun? And they also aim to provide a space for people to unplug and connect with nature. Learn more about the park at GeronimoAdventurePark.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast episode as much as I did putting it together for you, please subscribe to the show and consider sharing with your family and friends. Thanks. Hi, I'm Ed Sheeran. This is Bruno Mars. Hey, it's Katy Perry. This is your man Flo Rida with Freddie Cruz. This is AJ Mitchell with Freddie Cruz. Freddie Cruz. Freddie Cruz. Tell you she go pick Mr. 305 and you already know what it is. My name is Freddie and it's time to cruise through HTX. <laughs> Monica, you own more than one business, but you run Geronimo Adventure Park with your best friend, Charity. What's that like? Owning a business with your BFF. It's super fun. Um, we just, it's been um, a great adventure from the very start from, you know, just starting out with just the daydreams and conversations about wouldn't it be amazing if we could do something together that involved our families and then the whole evolution of developing that the idea and then all of the untold hours of work planning and, and doing it. But just, it didn't feel like work because you're doing it with your friend, you know? So it was just, it's just been fun. Even the hard things have been fun and memorable. We frequently say, oh my gosh, he's lucky enough to work with our best friend. I am! (laughs) (laughs) And when things don't go right, you can always throw axes. It's true. (laughs) Or ninja stars. (laughs) Work out that aggression. I think part of the strength of, of running this business particularly with Monica is that we got to know each other because we were working together. And so there, there was a foundation of confidence and trust in the kind of quality of work and follow through and everything that started out there. And, and so then the friendship happens and the excitement of doing a business together, knowing that that person is going to be also a great business partner worked out. Awesome. It is so interesting because I kind of think of friends in the workplace the way you would think of having a spouse, a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, significant other in the workplace where, you know, some places will tolerate it, but it's generally speaking frowned upon. And even if it's not that, I don't know, it's still work. And how could you... I don't know if it, maybe it's if it's a inner politics thing where I'm I'm kind of I've got my bias where it's a politics thing and so you kind of got to watch your back have sleep with one eye open not that you would be sleeping at work but it, it would be hard to develop a to develop a, a strong friendship to the point where hey let's open up this really awesome business um well I think Part of it was I, when they opened the research company, I was the very first person they hired. So we had a lot of time together because we literally moved to the furniture in, painted the walls, built everything, made decisions on every account, made decisions. So 
we were integrated in that whole process when there's only three people. And very often on a lot of things, just the two of us working on certain things. Um, Christy focuses on a lot of the um, promotion side of end-to-end, so she's frequently gone to conferences and things like that. So running the on-site business um, kind of was us making it happen. And as that has grown over the years and we added more people, there was still a core of we are growing this and we've done it. That's so cool. Let's, let's do it again. An outdoor adventure park. Did y'all talk about this during lunch or on coffee break? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So we, we were spending so much time um, in, in our office behind our computer screens and we just, there's kind of this longing. We have this inner innate desire that we like to play and we like to play together. And it's just this kind of longing to be outside doing something fun. And so that's kind of, I think, starting all the convers that's what started all the conversations. And um, we did spend a lot of time kind of daydreaming about what would that look like? And then we involved our families um and into the conversation, we brought our kids in to uh, a conference room and we just said, hey, if we were going to do a business together, what would it look like? And we had a million ideas written across the whiteboard. Our kids were just super excited talking about all their dreams and ideas and some of them outlandish, some of them, you know, whatever. Anyway, so we talked and talked um, and narrowed it down and, you know, landed on this outdoor adventure park idea and kind of took it from there. How many times have you you been zip lining before deciding this is it that the, it would be centered around going into trees and Geronimo. <laughs> <laughs> um well I think Monica had actually done it more than I had. But um but it was fun and we we actually originally thought we were just going to do an adventure park so kind of a high ropes obstacle course. Mm-hmm. Um but we found um, early on when we were figuring out what we were doing, we found the ACCT conference, which is the industry conference. And um, I'm sorry, what does ACCT stand for? Association of Challenge Course Technology. There's an association for everything. There is. <laughs> there is. Hey, we met at the uh, at the Texas restaurant show. That's right. <laughs> when we were prepping for our snack shack. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, anyway, we, we made ourselves T-shirts and we went off to that conference <laughs> and um, we met everybody we needed there. And one of the things we discovered, we were walking around the, the hall there and we ran into the builder who had just finished building Tree Ventures. And they're a great adventure park that's, or aerial park that's um, about an hour from us. Is that the one in Sugarland? Even closer, but they were not on the radar. We had totally mm. done our homework they weren't, they didn't have a website. They hadn't announced themselves. They hadn't done anything. And so we didn't realize that they were there. So when they told us that they were there, we went, well, I think we need to pivot. And in our search to like figure out how to differentiate and make sure that we were um, adding to the community, not just replicating what was already happening, um, we had this great conversation with a lady who had several zipline parks out in the east and she was like, oh, zip lines is where it's at. Like, that's where you get repeat business and people have a lot of fun and this is what you should look at. So it kind of got us to shift our idea and we headed that direction. Expand on 
on serving the community and not just replicating something because you saw something cool and you thought it'd be neat for the two of you to do it? Uh, we, I, I feel like a lot of our culture, especially in Houston, it's it's really hot in Texas. Um, we're kind of in our, our this generation, um, the world that we live in, it's very tech-based. Everything's, you know, screen time and, and things like that. And we really felt like it was important for us to make something that gets people outside, gets people, that's our, our tagline is unplug and clip in. So get people off their devices, get people actually connecting with other, with others, um, challenging themselves, being outside in nature, uh, you know, doing all that. And it's hard to find something that gets people to do that in Houston where it can be very hot. Um, and so zip lining was a really attractive idea to us because it's something that's accessible to people of most fitness levels, like some of the aerial park challenges and so forth. You, they're pretty challenging. I mean, you have to um, have quite a bit of fitness to do some of those. But zip lining is something that almost everyone. Can, I mean, you know, there's certain certainly things, but um, that pe- most people can do. And in, even when it's hot, you know, you're zipping through the trees in the shade, you have the wind in your hair, you know, it's something that, especially for our culture and our location was, uh, you know, we thought was a great idea. What about wintertime? You know, we had the, the storm uh, just a, a, at the time of this recording, it was last week. So the temperatures in the teens, to me, that actually sounds fun. I lived for three years in Minneapolis. I would zip line in the freezing weather. What do, what do you all do? What's your what what's your SOP for for that kind of stuff? Well, do you know what? It, we're actually I I kind of count us as lucky. We're we're able to be a year round park where most people um, close during the season, but we don't have to because we're in Houston. And even when we have cold weather, we're fine. The only things we have to to close the doors for is if there's lightning in the area, we have to really be careful of that or really mm. high winds. Yeah. Um, but you can totally zip through the rain. You can come out and zip in the cold. I'm, I'm always surprised that we don't have a lot heavier traffic when the weather's cold, because I'm with you on that. I think that's so much fun. Um, but, but year round it works. What's your crowd like, for instance, when, when the storm hit uh, and there's a like massive cold. Do you have a bunch of former New Yorkers go down and, and be like, Hey, yeah, this is, these are my people. We did have people from Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was a much lighter traffic day. I think a lot of Houstonians are scared of, <laughs> of that weather. Tell but, me about um, it. You know, and, and we'll, if, if the, if we do close because of the weather, like extreme weather, we'll put a notice on our social media and on our uh, website and everything, but, but it's not dead. Like, and nobody is like, not nobody. It's not a nobody day. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. And Minnesotans are a special kind of crazy. (laughs) I mean, they really, really are. You ever watch grumpy old men? No. um, Yeah. That, and yeah, cool. So there were some questions that I had prepared and I just love that we didn't touch on any of these because y'all are so fun to talk to before we, we started recording. Um, but I love the whole idea of unplugging and focusing and really honing in on, on that aspect because Houston or not, it could be anywhere in the world. We're so connected all the time and almost, and we almost have to be, you know, it's like the world is obliging us to, you know, 
to do it. So do you have maybe a favorite success story or uh, a customer, maybe a kid who, a teenager or somebody who was like, yeah, well, I was, I used to be addicted to my phone, but I came here. I don't necessarily have a story like that, but I have stories, so many experiences where I've seen people conquer something, conquer a fear. So, um, you know, we have a, a an element on one of our zipline courses that's called the Summit Plummet, and it's a 42-foot freefall simulation. So you step off of a platform and you go straight down, and you're connected to a, a, a contraption called the power fan, and this starts spinning, and it slows you um, so that by the end, by the time you reach the ground, you have a nice gentle landing, but you have that sensation of freefall when you step off, and it is terrifying for some people like it for some people they just step right off and they're like woo you know let me at it but other people really struggle to go off and so um when they do it's really beautiful to see how the people that they're with support and encourage and cheer them on and by the time they get to the ground we see tears we see screams we see laughter we see like collapsing in in relief, you know, that their feet are on the ground. I'm glad <laughs> you said collapsing in relief. Yeah, no, not collapsing, yeah, collapsing in just, in, kind of just, just melt. Ex- exactly, like they just melt into a puddle of, you know, I'm, I'm okay, you know. But um, so those kinds of stories we see, a, I mean, a lot of that kind of thing. Um, people are off their screens, but they don't necessarily talk to us about, you know, I it was so hard for me to get off the screen, but. I love that story. It's a little more slice of life, right? Like yeah. then, then the, we don't get the full plot. We get that slice, but the slice is beautiful. The, the first story that came to mind when you asked, though, was actually from when we very first opened. And we've had so many since then, but we'd been shut down for COVID. And this family came out and a woman went off the summit plummet. And she got to the ground and landed and walked over and just started crying. And I was like, oh, how you doing? You know, how's it going? And she, she just said, you have no idea how much I just needed this. I needed to just be out and be allowed to be with people and have, um, and have an experience, do something fun. And the, the kind of relief and that, that need um, kind of washed over her. Anyway, it was, it was kind of a sweet moment. And I had, I, for me, we, were, we had just opened, but I had that moment of realizing that that thing that we wanted to be able to offer our community, that it, it was real, that it was there and it, it could have, uh, you know, it can make you have fun. It builds, it builds confidence and, and courage and connection. And it does all of those things that, that, uh, we wanted to offer an opportunity to do, right? Like it's, you can't force any of those things. You kind of, you, you give a, you give space for it mm-hmm. and then people can come and discover it. But, but if you can provide that space, it's, it's a beautiful thing. I want to go back to the little skyscraper type thing that reminds me of it. Was it at Asteroid the skyscraper where it was the free fall? And I think it may have been like stupid high, yeah. but um, it almost seems like that's um, when you talk about people that look like they're conquering their fears it, it, it looks like, okay, well, I'll never go skydiving, kind of like me, but I'll do that. I'll definitely do that. Um, what, other, what other sort of things do you, do you keep in mind as you're designing and building out the course or maybe changing up things year by year uh, when you take in stories like that? What else do you sort of keep in mind? 
Um, a lo- so we've been open for about three years now. Um, so we have made adjustments for things along the way. A lot of it is more just logistically to make a better experience for our guests. So, um, you know, for example, you, you when we first opened, you would have to come and one of our guides would go through the entire ground school spiel teaching, you know, all of the things that you need to know about how to use the equipment and how to all the safety guidelines and all that stuff. And then you'd go down and we had one practice line on the ground. So there could be a line while you're waiting for your turn to try it out. So we kind of learned that we could um, make that process smoother and faster for everybody. So we have a video that kind of shows the information in a fun way. And then we split up the ground school so that where you practice so that there's two lines, um, you know, so that that process goes faster. They're not spending as much time listening and waiting. They're actually getting into it. So those kinds of changes we've made. Um, and we're always looking for things to enhance the experience overall. So our zipline courses have stayed the same, but we've added things to our grounds so we can handle really big groups because you have a group that starts with ziplining. You have another group that starts with our axe throwing and ninja star throwing cages. You have a group that um, starting on the rock wall climbing and other ones playing Gaga ball or nine square or, you know, on the log jam balance challenge area or the giant seesaw or, you know, there's a ton of different games and activities and things to do. So we've been adding with that in mind of like, how do we best accommodate these large groups that come um, so that it's fun and engaging and exciting the whole time. I, I kind of want to jump back a little bit to, to what you said when you were saying, you know, that you would do the summit plummet, but you wouldn't go skydiving. I just kind of want to add a little thought to that. When we, when we first started, we, we actually take a trip every six months, the two of us, and we'll go to another adventure park somewhere in the country and we'll kind of go in and secret shopper. And then we'll very often visit with either the managers or the owners of that after that experience, a very collaborative industry. It's kind of fantastic that way. And, um, and when we first started doing that, I had a little bit of um, canyon envy, you know? I mean, we're flat in Houston, and so we're a canopy tour. We go up in the treetops and we do all these things, but, but there are places where, you know, you're going over a big lake and there's all these things. Until very recently, I realized I, I mean, I always come away going, I love our park so much, but I love our park so much. And I think part of it is because of what you said, because it's, it's a sweet spot. If you're an adrenaline junkie, we got you. Like, it's fun. You're going to come out. It's so much fun. There's two and a half hours worth of zip lining if you don't repeat one. Like, there's, it's, it's a great treetop adventure. It's a whole day. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole day. It's so much fun. If you're, like, nervous and you're there to conquer your fears, we got you. Come on in. We'll take you up on Go Fly. Um, you can work your way through that. You can decide after that first course if you want to go higher or further or whatever, but you can come and experience it and have a good time and it will be within your grasp to do it. So I feel like we have managed to create an experience that can handle the large groups because not just capacity-wise, but also individuals' capacity-wise. Like you, you are going to have a whole range. You can have some people that they're not going to want to go up and that's okay. You can go throw axes or you can walk along under the zip lines and paparazzi for your friends, or you can lay in a hammock and read a book. Like we've got hammocks too, <laughs> you know? So 
whatever. Like there, but that, but but we've managed to without having to go crazy outside of a range. We've we've managed to hit like this sweet spot of a range where you're included, and if and it's fun. You all are focused, and it makes sense because you're an outdoor adventure park. But environmental conservation is one of your, I guess, for lack of a better term, pillars. Uh, so can we talk uh, about that? So we, when we bought our property, it's a 13-acre property. Um, it's right nestled in the middle of neighborhoods that have been built up around it. So we have eight acres of forest, and then we bought a five-acre adjoining field that was already cleared um, when we got it. And our goal as we were developing was to preserve every tree. Like trees are our business. We love our trees, and we really try to take care of our trees. We have an arborist that comes out once a year and, um, and then throughout, I mean, a year yearly kind of big inspection and then, um, treatment and, and monitoring is needed, but, you know, to try to make sure that we're taking care of the health of the forest. And it's interesting, you know, before this property was developed, it could have been anything, right? It could have been some, a company that comes in and knocks down all the trees and puts up uh, storage units or, uh, you know, apartment buildings or whatever. And I, I love the fact that we've been able to preserve the trees and um, just try to protect this little slice of forest in the middle of all of the um, development that's gone up around it. We talked a little bit before hitting record about your team building. And this is something where you, you've had groups of 200 people go to the park and team build with one another. And I think that's so cool. So let's talk about some of the successes, some of the things that make Geronimo Adventure Park unique in that regard. Well, when people are looking for team building, they're usually looking for, um, they'll use that word to describe a a few different things. Um, Sometimes people are just looking for a team experience, and that means they're coming out and they just want to do something amazing and make an amazing memory together and and be in a different situation where you appreciate each other differently. And um, so a lot of our large groups, that's basically what they're doing. They're either coming out for just a, it could be a, family day where they're including families or it's just their company and their team or they're celebrating the completion of a project or there's there's all kinds of reasons for that team experience where they're coming out and and just really enjoying. And then we also offer facilitated team building which is a it's done on a smaller group. You really usually have no more than 20 people in a divided group in, in team building. And that's that's where there's a series of activities that are put together so that it gives you an opportunity to help them work toward whatever their goal is. So they'll get a question sheet before the team building that says kind of what are you working on? Is it communication? Is it just getting to know each other better? Is it problem solving? And then based on that and on the desired activity level, we'll put together a unique plan for their group and they'll come out and go through that. And that's that's a fascinating thing to watch. People are are wonderful and fun, and we learn best through play. That's just how we are wired as humans, and um, and so we will. But the difference between just playing and team building is that you actually debrief. You talk about it. You unpack that. Right. So we'll do an activity or two, and then we'll stop and and dive into different concepts and um, come to the end and. It's, it's been interesting. I, I have the opportunity to facilitate team building fairly often. 
And we also have some other team builders that we have come in for corporate groups and things like that. But it's it's really a wonderful thing to watch um, the aha moments that happen with people. And they, they always happen where they... They just learn something about themselves or learn something about their group or appreciate something differently or have a click where they're ready to work differently together or whatever that is. So that's really fun. So there's, um, when people are looking for it, you know, there's kind of that broad definition of, of what's happening, but that's what we offer. So she mentioned like 20 is kind of the sweet spot for the divided group. So when we do have like the bigger groups come in, they will just divide up into the smaller groups and then kind of rotate through so that they're hitting, you know, getting all of the experiences. But, but yeah, so it, it's not limited to 20 people. Bringing it back to owning a business together as BFFs, as besties, and really for anybody, and I'd love to get an answer from both of you. What is your advice for somebody in 2024? Um, We're hearing about the economy tanking. We're hearing about how this is the best opportunity ever. So lots of mixed signals. What is your advice for somebody wanting to start a business? (laughs) Um, I think... It comes to, I actually had a conversation about this with a, with somebody not that long ago, and he was asking questions about like, what are the key things, the most important things that you've learned or that you would recommend? And I think for me, it boils down to your idea, making sure that it's something that you're passionate about, that you love and enjoy, because you can, you know... I, I could start a business making widgets, you know, but if if that's not something that's going to get me out of bed in the morning because I'm so excited about it, then it's probably not the right choice. If I'm an engineer that loves create, you know, then maybe that's the right choice for me. But anyway, so find an idea that you love and that you feel passionate about so that you that it doesn't feel like a chore. It feels like something fun and exciting. And then it's the right people. It's getting the right team and and that was a journey for us. I mean, so we had each other. That was the right fit and the perfect fit. Um, and then we have amassed an amazing team. And you need other people with great ideas and work ethic and all that to, to make it come real to, to, to reality. So, And you definitely need people with complementary skills. Monica and I work well together, but we don't necessarily focus on the same things. But we both participate in feedback on all of it, even though... We're kind of specializing in getting the work done. And it's the same with our leadership team. Like we have a fantastic group that we, you know, we coordinate and communicate about about big decisions and budgeting and all of the things, but they're they have different strengths. And I think learning to make sure that you're valuing people's strengths and getting them in the right place where those can really be utilized is is a big part of it. The other thing is having a plan. Have a plan and make a budget. Plan for your budget to be three times what you expected it to be. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> oh, sisters, let me tell you that. Big paycheck comes in and all of a sudden, halfway through the month, half of it's gone. You're like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. <laughs> Please check them out in North Houston. It's GeronimoAdventurePark.com. GeronimoAdventurePark.com. Charity and Monica, thank you so much for taking the time to join me on this podcast. Our pleasure. Thanks. Thanks for having us in. Thank you.